the Gospel reading according to Mark, the 10th chapter. As Jesus and his disciples and a large crowd were leaving Jericho, Bartimaeus, son of Timaeus, a blind beggar, was sitting by the roadside. When he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to shout out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Many sternly ordered him to be quiet, and he cried out even louder, Son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stood still and said, Call him here. And they called, him, and they called the blind man, saying to him, Take heart, get up, he is calling you. So throwing off his cloak, he sprang up and came to Jesus. Then Jesus said to him, What do you want from me? The blind man said to him, My teacher, let me see again. Jesus said to him, Go, your faith has made you well. Immediately, he regained his sight and followed Jesus. The Gospel of the Lord. Thanks be to God. When I first read this passage, it sounded very familiar, like something that I just recently read or heard. So on a closer look, I saw the parallel between this passage and many others that we have read throughout the Gospel of Mark in the past few months. But the one that particularly stood out for me is verse 48. The crowd that was following Jesus in this passage did a similar thing to a passage that I preached on a few weeks ago when they didn't allow the children to come to Jesus. This crowd, like the one in the other passage, silenced the blind man. Not even like a little, shh, we can't hear what he's saying, but a stern, be quiet, stop talking. This leads me to wonder, why? Why would, the, why would you try to stop him from shouting at the Messiah? the one that you have seen perform miracles, the one that you clearly know can possibly offer this man healing. When I think about this story, alongside the one of children being kept away from Jesus, I think I see a pattern. You see, this community might have social ranking, just like our own, where children, the poor, homeless, and disabled are often regarded as not important members of community. If this is true, then this crowd merely did not see Bartimaeus as, an import, as important enough to come to Jesus. This would ring true with what we read last Sunday. When the disciples were asked by Jesus what they wanted, they asked for chairs that were on the left and the right side of Jesus, a place that they considered a place where the important people would sit. Which is why what Jesus does next in verse 49 stands out a lot for me. It says, Jesus stood still and said, call him here. See, Jesus could have simply walked over to the blind man like he did in other healing stories, but rather he asked the very people that would rudely try to quiet the blind man and ask him to come to him. The same people who were rude to the man were asked by Jesus to go over to him and call him towards Jesus. 
I don't know about you, but if I was one of these people, I would have been so embarrassed. I honestly would have been extremely ashamed of the horrible hospitality that I have shown this man. But I wonder if this is exactly what, why Jesus asked this crowd to call the blind man, to put his followers in the uncomfortable discovery of what the Messiah's work on earth is. The Son of Man came to serve, not to be served, and that following him was not for their glory, but rather for uplifting those who are on the bottom, the ones who are less than. He reminded them of what the blind beggar already knew. The son of David came for people just like him, those on the streets, the beggars and the blind, those shunned by society, for those who are not allowed to have a voice in society. So the blind man who insisted on shouting knew something that the crowd did not know that Christ has prepared a place for people just like himself, and he was not going to let anyone bully him from claiming his place at the table. I am reminded of a speech that I had by the late Chadwick Boseman. He was receiving an award uh, for the movie Black Panther, and he said these words, we all know what it's like to be told that there is not a place for you to be featured. Yet you are a young, gifted black man. We know what it's like to be told there is, no, there is not a screen for you to be featured on, a stage for you to be featured on. We know what it's like to be the tail and not the head. We know what it's like to be beneath and not above. That is what we went to work with every day. He continues on to say, because we knew that we had something special we wanted to give to the world, that we could be fully human beings in these roles that we play, that we could create a world that exemplified a world that we wanted to see. These words ring so true for me as I read this gospel. The blind man in this story was not considered as part of the community, like so many others in our community today, that don't find themselves in places that they go to, those who are shunned and not allowed in different areas, the black people who can't find themselves on the screens or in any acting movies. These are the tough places that I hear this gospel calling us to. And perhaps this is what Bartimaeus knew about himself, that the others in the world did not see about him. That even though most of his life people had disregarded him, he had all the intentions to, at this moment to claim back what his place was, a full human being acknowledged by those in his community that considered him less than. And he was going to claim it whether it meant him shouting over a crowd of people and losing his voice, he was going to do it until he was recognized as a member of society. So all of those cultural, religious, gender, disability, and many other societal biases 
that have blinded this crowd and ourselves from seeing Bartimaeus and the other people on the margins as part of the table that Christ invites us to is exactly where Christ's calling puts us in. It calls forward all of those people that we have disregarded and says to look at them and invite them into a community of believers. Because you see, it is one thing for us to follow Jesus, but it is another thing to accept and step into the calling of Jesus. Because Jesus' calling is sometimes very challenging. Sometimes it calls us to offer up all of our possessions. Other times, it calls us to step forward to the very people that we have hurt and shamed and call them to the table to invite them in our very spaces and in the very spaces that we may have thrown them out of. Sometimes it even invites us to call the people that we consider our enemies to sit at the very table that we sit at. This calling of Jesus Christ invites us to root our entire being in God, to put aside what we think we know and to pay attention to this world with fresh eyes, to be inspired by the Spirit, to be inspired by each other and to look into deep into our hearts for what God is calling us into and what exactly Jesus' ministry on earth is. I have been reading a book by a black theologian called Deotis Roberts. And he writes these words that just feel so, like they speak to this passage so strongly. He says, we seek a Christ above culture and history for redemptive ends, setting free the whole person, mind, soul, and body. He continues to say, Jesus also speaks to a need for peoplehood. He brings hope and assurance to people seeking some place to be at home. This is what I hear in today's gospel. Jesus calling to his followers to see that the people on the streets are, call, are looking for a place to call home. And that place is exactly what Jesus' ministry invites us to put in the world a place for all people. This gospel is an invitation to peoplehood where race, gender, social, economic, and political status don't define us, where biases are called out and put aside, a peoplehood where our belovedness, rooted in God by grace through our adoption in Christ, becomes the sole identifier of who we are and how we show up in the world. And sometimes it's very challenging, but that is exactly what the gospel calls us to, to go into those challenging places, to challenge ourselves to be, dis to be uncomfortable and to go and hold the hands of people that sometimes we may not want to hold those hands. And for this, I am grateful that there is always a reminder in Christ that I am rooted in a God that loves the world beyond my own imagination. And I hope that we continue to be encouraged every day to step into that call in whichever places and whichever areas of functioning we find ourselves.
Thanks be to God.